Wake up, wake up, wake up, 502, what's going down? It's your boy Rashawn Myers. This is Wake Up 502, Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, and it is going down on a Saturday morning. And one is definitely the loneliest number, but at the end of the day, in this March Madness time, there will only be one. That's what they say on the Highlander. That's what they say about March Madness. And what a mad tournament it has been. What an amazing, amazing um just several days of amazing basketball. Uh, it's also very lonely for the University of Louisville men's basketball program where they still only have one man. And that one man's name is Kenny Payne. He is still doing his thing. Uh, but there have been no more announcements. There's been no more anything. It seems like it's been eight weeks since he was hired, even though it was only, what, <laughs> eight days ago? <laughs> but it just seems like nothing's been going on. So I, I think Kenny may be a little lonely over there himself. Uh, but it is about to go down here uh, on a Saturday morning. Joined, as always, uh, in studio by the man himself, the architect. 
Mr. H. The Izzo. Hey, Ben Harrington, how you doing this morning, brother? Man, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Man, I can't complain. You know what I'm saying? Trying to bring the energy. I got to wake everybody up. That's, that's, that's what Wake Up 502 is all about. Man, I can't wait to give it to you later on today. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, man. It's, it is so many things going on. There's so many great um, just happenings in the world of sports um, and just the, everything else in between. I, I was out last night, uh, you know, a, a, as I like to do, is uh, run around and peruse the uh, local establishments, uh, watching basketball. Everybody's into it. It's, it's crazy that um, even though uh, all the locals – have now bowed out and, uh, you know, there's there's nobody of, of interest left. People are still out and enjoying the tournament. I mean, it's a great tournament. And plus, you know, there's a ton of great storylines. The Peacocks. The team that you predicted to get mollywopped yeah, by no. Purdue. Oh, that that tweet did not age well. No, hey, that's that's all right though. You know, I, I absolutely, I and we're gonna I, that that right there. My poor bracket just you know now I can go ahead and torch it. But you know, I mean that that thus. Is the way it goes. Uh, first ever 15 seed to make it to the Elite Eight. The Fighting Peacocks <laughs> of St. Peter's. Somebody just made himself a ton of money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anybody who, who bet St. Peter's. I mean, when you're talking about, anytime you're talking about a first ever, um, you know, there's only so many first evers you get, especially in a, in, in a tournament like the NCAA uh, that's played every year. Uh, you know, we, of course, had UMKC a couple years ago uh, become the first 16 seed to knock off a one seed in the first round. Um, but I would venture to say this run by the Peacocks may even be more impressive than that. I mean, you know, you did have Virginia lose to UMKC, uh, but, I mean, for a 15 seed, um, you know, which is one of the bottom 60 teams uh, that got put into the tournament for a 16 seed to go out there uh, and not win just once, which had only been the 10th time uh, that a 16, uh, excuse me, that a 15 seed had knocked off a number two seed. Of course, when St. Peter's knocked out Kentucky to then back that up with two more victories. I mean, two stellar victories. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about Murray State. People talked about Murray State uh, having maybe its best team that they've ever had and I mean Murray State's a team that you know also had John Morant <laughs> uh, on the court uh, but you're talking about Murray State team that that arguably had their best team I mean, ever. Those guys won like what 21 games in a row? Yeah. Up until that point? Yeah. Averaging I mean, over 70 points a game? Murray was balling and, and, I mean and, and St. Peter's knocks off Murray uh, and then they backed that up by knocking off who I thought was going to win the championship. You know I, I was very bullish on Purdue. Matt Painter, Matt Painter has done everything he can. Um, there have been three separate tournaments where I thought Purdue had if not the best team in the field uh, one of the best two or three teams in the field. Um, and once again, uh, flamed out. Yeah, he just he he cannot. It's been I believe they said it's been forty three years since Purdue made a Final Four, which is is kind of uh, amazing to me because you know they do have some basketball history. Um, but you know Gene Cady for so many years was on the sidelines and he would always have good teams that just always seem to fall a little bit short. Um, but we've seen uh, Painter with some very very good basketball teams, but for whatever reason, man, they just cannot. Get over the hump. I mean, they had Jaden Ivey, who's going to probably be a, a number one pick. They had Travion Williams, uh, who was an All-American last year, who was now coming off the bench. You had Zach Eady, 7'4", 300-pound center in the middle. All the shooters you could want, and none of that mattered at all. Them Jersey boys had heart. 
They played tough. They played intelligent. Um, and Shaheen Holloway, uh, the head coach of the Peacocks, has made himself a lot of money. A ton of money. <laughs> like, everybody, now that it's been announced, um, of course, uh, Kevin Willard, uh, former Rick Pitino assistant at the University of Louisville, uh, who was uh, the head coach at Seton Hall, he's been announced as the new head coach um, for the Maryland Terrapins. Um, everybody pretty much said that um, Shaheen was going to get that job at Seton Hall. It was, it was a foregone conclusion. But Let me now, tell you something. But now... <laughs> Not so fast, my friend. But now, <laughs> I think there's a ton, I mean, a ton of schools. You think that there might be some schools that are interested in this guy right now? I think I, I think so. Yeah. I think there's probably a ton of SEC schools that's going to open up that pocketbook and be like, yeah, Seton Hall, whatever. I mean, I think there's some schools that just hired head coaches this past week that think that, you know, maybe they should have held out and waited a little while. Because, you know, I know there's always a rush to go ahead and um, make those hires. But I'm telling you, Shaheen Holloway, he outcoached Coach Calipari. He outcoached Matt McMahon. He outcoached, you know, uh, uh, Matt Painter. Yeah. And those were all teams. I mean, if you look at all the teams they played. I mean, Matt McMahon just got the LSU job. Yeah. And and, and you look at, like, all the teams that that they've played, they've been way smaller than – yeah. Undersized. And he still found a way to win. No, because it, it, and that's the thing about it is, A, the preparation level, the attention to the scouting report, the attention to detail. Like, it was excellent. Like, if you love basketball and you love the ins and outs and the X's and O's, which everybody knows I'm an absolute basketball nerd. Uh, and if you want to get involved, 414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. That's 502, of course. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the NCAA tournament or any of the other foolishness that, that you will hear uh, throughout today's programming. 384-1450 um, is, of course, the 502 buzz line if you want to give us a call uh, with your thoughts as well. I'd love to hear that. Um, not sure if we may or may not be joined by it. That boy's good, Mr. Joe Kelly, at some point, but he is not on the line as of yet. But of course, uh, we leave that open uh, for him to join us uh, as well. So if you definitely have any thoughts on that, I'd love to hear it. But yeah, I mean, well, one of the things that's that's interesting about this, like if you go inside the numbers and you look at the detail involved in the preparation that St. Peter's had, like literally they had Purdue scouted about as well as you could have wanted. Um, Travion Williams is a load in on the block, even though he comes off the bench. In my personal opinion, I thought he was the better of the two centers. Um, Zach Eady is, is a nice player, but he's big and he's slow. Um, you know, he definitely, if he gets the ball at the rim, he's going to put it in. But I have always thought that Travion Williams was the better player, and they did have Williams um, in the game down the stretch as Eady was on the bench. Um, but... They did not allow Williams to get a bunch of easy baskets. Like, every time they gave the ball to him in the post, especially in the second half, he had to work for it. So even if he did score, you know, it was multiple moves, up and unders, or, you know, back and, you know, you're having to contort your body over two and three guys because they just, they did an excellent job of making it difficult. And Purdue helped them out um, by just – um, taking bad shots, taking early shots, not making a commitment to get the basketball to the rim. But then when St. Peter's had the ball, they spread you know, Purdue out. Um, they u- utilized angles, uh, the pick and roll game to get the ball to the basket and get fouled. 
And that's how you win. Like, free throws have such a huge impact in March. When you're attacking the basket, when you're getting to the free throw line and you can get easy buckets, uh, you know, to kind of calm calm the team down, calm yourself down, it makes it so much easier. St. Peter's just played a great game. Like, I mean, that was as good a coach team as I have seen in the tournament this year thus far. It's amazing. Like, it was amazing. It is amazing. I mean, they're just – I mean – if, if you look at the team on paper, you would think this, that, that they have such glaring weaknesses. Like, you should be able to pound the ball in the paint on these guys and score at will. Yeah. And nobody has. No. Like, it, it, I, I, it, it is amazing to watch them. Because, I mean, when I look at that team and I look at what they're doing and how they're doing it, they're just a good team. Like, I, I just don't see any – it's not smoke and mirrors. It's not okay. They got lucky. They got hot and hit. You know, no, 12, it's a 15 smart threes. basketball. Yes, I mean they have. And I, I don't think they get enough credit for how they self scout themselves. Yeah, like they recognize what their weaknesses are. Like you said, pound them in the paint. You got them, and they're like, okay, we're small, so we can do the X, Y, and Z to kind of counterbalance that. Yeah, and if we do this, and you have to do this because they're going to do this. It was, like, it was very Rick, Rick Pitino-esque because the one thing that I like about St. Peter's is they are, A, a first of all, they're a very good and well-scouted defensive basketball team. But then what I like, they what they do is a lot of what Rick Pitino used to do, which was change defenses. Okay, like they'll, they'll give you um, man-to-man, a very stingy man-to-man. They'll give you some trapping from time to time where they're either going to trap on the sideline or trap in the paint or off the double team in the post. Uh, then they'll come down, they'll give you a matchup zone. Uh, which Rick Pitino used to love that matchup to three. And, and they just really gave you so many looks and variations of a very stingy and aggressive man-to-man defense that it just keeps you from getting your balance. And it, it's, it was like poetry to watch those dudes play. Like I was like, like I said, you know, and, and everybody on Twitter and, and that's fine. The, you all have absolutely right. I am a very outspoken person. I give my opinions uh, and, and I tweeted out. I thought that Cinderella was going home. I literally said, it's time for Cinderella to go to bed, go night, night. Is Purdue is going to get in there. They're going to pound them down low. And, and that's going to be the game. Um, you know, I, I thought after Oscar Sheboy had that 28 and 14, you know, if Oscar had 28-14, Purdue had two of them guys. You know, I'm thinking, you know, 40 points and 30 rebounds, at least for those two guys. Um, and it just didn't happen, and it was because St. Peter's was just smart about how they did things. And it was one of those things that we saw the adjustments that they made down the stretch against UK, at, which really threw them off. They threw the matchup zone at them the last two minutes of the first half, and they threw that matchup zone at UK the last three minutes of the second half. And it Pay dividends. UK went from up six to losing. <laughs> like it, it was just amazing. Uh, this NCAA tournament has been awesome so far. Um, just so many things to get into. We are down to the elite eight. We're going to get into much more um, of that. We're going to discuss the ACC with three teams in the elite eight. Everybody said that the ACC stunk. Everybody said that the ACC was horrible. Um, you know, and, and that this conference just uh, was the worst that they had ever seen. But at the end of the day, they showed up. Hey, I, I mean, can, can, I mean, can like you Miami argue with that? In the Elite Eight, like Miami, Jim Laranaga. Who would ever thought Miami? Hey, you know what, Haven? It's been about the coaching, dude. Like it's like that. that that's the thing, man. It's 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 been about 
Um, it's been about the coaching. And I love that as a basketball purist, as a dude that I love the game before anything. Yes, I love the University of Louisville. Uh, and that's always going to be the team that I ride or die with. But, you know, I, I, I love good basketball. And what we are seeing from so many of these teams are good, excellent, energetic, well-coached, intelligent basketball. And anytime you can see that, um, that makes it all worth it. But uh, you know what? You are listening to Wake Up 502. Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrison in studio, 96.1 FM, the Big X. And we'll be right back on Wake Up 502. Who they put you with, man? I got Death Beat, man. Yo, man, they stuck me and Mace with Death Beat, too. Hello, Prince Paul's the name. You know the DJ for Stetson Sonic and the producer of this particular group? And now off of that and on to the soul. Daylight, that is. If you take three glasses of water and put food coloring in them, you have many different colors, but it's still the same old water. Make the connection, and now back to our video. Welcome back. Welcome back to Wake Up 502. Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, soon to be joined by the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Ad There Boys Good, Joe Kelly. Uh, a little daylight saw me, myself, and I. I if y'all can can feel the theme, it's a it's a singularity uh, going on on the on the, the uh, music this morning. I know a lot of folks always like to get out and jam a little bit this morning. Wake Up 502, we always try to make the music a big staple of what we do because mu- music gets you up, gets you shaking, moving and grooving. You know what I'm saying? You got to be able to, to, to uh, cut a little rug every once in a while. That's what uh, Major Payne said. That <laughs> <laughs> cool. I have been known to cut a little rug. Quoting major pain. Absolutely. There's going to be a lot of major pain uh, comments now that, that Kenny is the coach. I'm just letting everybody know that now. It's coming. It's going to happen multiple times. I may just get some like major pain drops. like that. that may just be a thing from here on out. And because I control all the music and everything else, I can do whatever I want to. I'm the most powerful man in the city. I feel it. For these two hours. Yeah. <laughs> For these two hours, I'm the most powerful man in the city. And I'm okay with that. Told somebody earlier uh, uh, last night. Um, everybody knows I like to play, uh, like to do karaoke, and and uh, the the karaoke DJ said Rashad's famous. He he's a, he's a famous person. I said, Larry, I'm a strong D list celebrity, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, we're like B list celebrities now. B list, really? Are we up to B? We're up to B. I mean, as, as long as we've been doing this, we just passed up C. I mean, you know. oh yeah. I mean, as, wow. long, as long as long as we've been doing this, yeah. <laughs> I, you know what, Haven? I will take that. 
I will take a strong B-list celebrity. But you know what? A-list celebrities. Yes. When it comes to the boxing community in this town. Absolutely. You, you had some uh, went to some fights last night, didn't you? At the Pendennis Club. Yes, siree. Hey, you know what? The, the, one of the things that, that I, I don't think folks realize is, is that, you know, Louisville is, is a haven, pun include, uh, intended, <laughs> uh, for, for great boxing events. Uh, you know, of course, uh, as part of the main event sports show, we have been uh, had the pleasure and honor of covering multiple, multiple uh, boxing events last night. And, and how were the fights? You know, the fights were really good. It was a really good five-card fight. It wasn't too long. It was nice and short. A couple of first-round knockouts. A couple of fights went the distance. Nice. But, yeah, I mean, some really good fights and some really surprising fights. Okay. I mean, there was, okay, there was one fight <laughs> where, you know, you had the guy, and we've seen this before, right? You have yes. a guy who looks like he's a little, <laughs> let's say, out of, out of shape. Let's just call him a ham and egger. Yes. 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 <laughs> it's almost like if you and I just jumped up in the ring and was like, I'm ready, let's go. Just take our shirts off. Yes. Give me some gloves and some trunks, shave my chest, and let's do this. <laughs> right? And then he was going against a guy, you know, from Kalamazoo, Michigan, who was cut. I mean, this guy was like 6'1", 6'2", 235, a pure muscle. And he got beat down. The fat dude gave it to him. And it was just crazy. Because I was like, man, it's going to be a first-round knockout. I'm still a chubby guy making it too long. He's, he's, I think he got to be pretty good. And then he'll tire out, peter out, and then go to sleep. No. Took it to him the whole fight. Knocked him down like two or three times. It was crazy. Just crazy. The place was going wild because nobody thought, nobody thought this guy had a chance in hell of winning and knocked the dude out. Wow. Took his girl and went home. It was just crazy. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to cross you over, spin you around, spin you like a top, take your girl. Yeah. You know, you, you know, you know what it's like? It's like if you go to YMCA and there's always that one old dude like in his 50s. Oh, yeah. He has like the two knee braces. He has the sleeve with the uh, the headband and the elbow brace. Yes. And it takes you to school because like, the guy knows like all the old school moves. Hey, you've got to be a veteran. If you're a veteran in that ring, we have seen some young fighters get themselves caught and even lose fights that they haven't lost messing around with them veterans. If you get in there, it's, it's a lot like playing St. Peter's in, in a basketball game. Is that if you, when you slip up, you make that mistake, they got you. They take full advantage. And you know what? One guy that has not had the pleasure as of yet uh, to get out to the fights with us is Mr. Joe Kelly. Joe's joining us on the line. Joe, how you doing this morning, sir? Doing well, doing well. Sorry I'm late. I had to feed the uh, neighbor's peacocks for <laughs> That is quite all right. Absolutely, man. No, just glad to be joined. Uh, uh, Joe, have you ever been to a live fight, uh, to a live boxing event? Yes, I have. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a huge boxing fan. It's just kind of a dead sport, and I don't bother talking about it because I feel like it's like trying to talk about a very obscure genre of music. Like maybe four people on Twitter will <laughs> chime in, but you know what I mean. Like absolutely, uh, boxing boxing's over, you know, and it has been for for a long time. I blame pay per views, Don King, and a, and a litany of others. But we got some we got some good up and comers locally. Uh, I'm assuming that's what you all have been you all have been kind of going in on this morning. 
Well, you know, Haven uh, had the opportunity to get down to the Penn Dennis Club yesterday, and, and there were some local fights going on. He was just kind of giving us a review. Uh, you know, and it's, it's always funny because with these low-level fights, I mean, first of all, live boxing events, if you uh, have an opportunity uh, to get out there and go to any live event, uh, you know, where there's boxing and MMA, there are so many great promotions and so many great opportunities to get out there. Do yourself a favor and just go. It's fun. It's awesome. You get an appreciation for how hard it is what these guys do and just how hard they, they hit. hit each other. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing like how hard he hit, especially like with, with us because normally like we're either announcing yes. uh, the or fights. doing the, the, at the um, interviews after the fights usually. Interview, yeah, you know, we're always like really close to the ring and there's been several times where you and I <laughs> Have been like announcing the fights and like seeing somebody get hit and thinking, is this dude about to fall over the top rope on top of us? <laughs> yes, that is the that is the fun of the 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 uh, you know being a, and calling games on what they like to call the chitlin circuit <laughs> because a lot of times you'll have some young up and comer um, that you know is very early on in his career, you know one and 2 and three and versus somebody who's got about eighty five thousand fights uh, is kind of always the tune up for you know for these guys. Our buddy Nate Petty. Uh, is, is, is one of the guys that, that we know very well who is kind of one of those career punching bags that likes to get out there. He'll go throw some hands with you and get you some experience. Um, but, you know, if you ever get the chance to get out there, man, just go out, do yourself a favor, spend the 20 or, you know, to 25, 30 bucks, whatever it is, uh, to get out there and watch fight because you'll have a good time. It is well worth it. And you and after watching it live, especially like when you can be in such a, a small, intimate environment, where you can literally see and hear yes. everything. Like, you would be surprised at just how hard somebody gets hit and how far that sweat flies off their head <laughs> when they do yes. get hit. Yes, absolutely. And the crowds always the crowds are always awesome. And, you know, something about it's, it's that visceral nature of just um, – the the fights and getting out there and throwing hands that everybody just gets that extra boost of adrenaline and energy. To um, enter one man you better believe it. So you know what I'm saying. I mean, it's always one of those things. So you know, if you get an opportunity, definitely check that out. Uh, I'm sure that the uh, uh, main event sports, Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, and Joe Kelly uh, is going to. We're going to get out there um, <clears throat> and and see plenty more fights to come out. I'm very uh, very sad. I was not able to get out there last night. Um, but, of course, we are also taking your text this morning, 414-1450, Thornton's text line. Uh, we actually had a text in. Texter uh, Kevin, looks like, says, um, that talking about, you know, of course, we're talking about the Peacocks uh, of St. Peter's. Um, he said Carolina is going to be too much for them. Um, uh, you know, uh, North Carolina did knock off UCLA last night uh, in the nightcap there in the East Region. Um, they, they did beat UCLA. The Fighting Mick Cronins uh, did go down. So UCLA, um, I won't say they did not back it up. They definitely did not have the season that they were hoping to have coming off of a Final Four trip. Um, but it was okay. Um, anytime you can get to a, the second weekend, get to a Sweet 16, um, that can't be seen as a bad year. Um, but, you know, UCLA did go ahead and bow out. North Carolina um, once again uh, rises from the ash of Caleb Love last night. Like that dude, <laughs> I, I don't know if he's, he's really good really okay or or what but dude from time to time Caleb Love can just turn 
from a, a turnip into like half man, half amazing. 27 points in the second half. Rescues Carolina. Um, North Carolina gets the win. They were down three at the half, and, and Caleb just went insane. He finished the game 30 points, four assists, three rebounds. <laughs> just insane. But North Carolina did get it done. But uh, to the texter's point, I'm not going to count out St. Peter's at all. Like, A, I know how Carolina is. B, Louisville almost beat North Carolina twice and should have beat them at least once and could have beaten them both times. So any team that could have and should have lost the University of Louisville this year with all the issues they have, yeah, I'm not guaranteeing anything. I know North Carolina has the history. I know North Carolina has the uh the cachet, the you know, the the experience. They have the banners. They have everything. Um, but I learned my lesson. They they beat my favorite uh, for the the championship. And not trying to say that you know I know more than everybody else, but they beat a damn good team. And if St. Peter's can beat Purdue, Purdue's definitely a better team than North Carolina. So you know we'll see. We'll see, Joe. What, what what did you think about the proceedings last night? Like, what what stood out to you? What was it? St. Peter's? Was it uh, Miami um, knocking off Iowa State, getting to their first ever Elite Eight? Like, what what was your biggest thoughts um, of these round of sixteen games? I'm not even gonna lie. I think I was. I'm probably along with the majority of people. I never even flipped on the Iowa State Miami game. Yeah, yeah. That was what a ten eleven matchup. Yes, I, mm-hmm. think, I believe. Yeah, I. You know. I all eyes were glued on uh, Carolina St. St. Pete's and then the uh, the UCLA game. Mm-hmm. North Carolina, uh, no, North Carolina, or excuse me, St. Peter's Purdue and North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, UCLA. sorry. No, you're fine. Um, you know, my my big takeaways is that good God, man, if you can find a guy who's seven foot two in college, it's just it's a it's a cheat code. <laughs> it is a human cheat code. They don't have to be. Uh, they don't have to have a speck of athletic. Ability whatsoever. I mean, it, 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 Purdue. I, I honestly, man, I'm with you. You can't count St. Pete's out in any matchup now because no. on paper they should have gotten just manhandled by Purdue. Purdue should have said, "You short, you know, underdogs." Look, <laughs> the, end of the day, this is basketball, man, and and height matters. Nope, it does not. No. Uh, like it's They're crazy, fun, man. Great, and, and you know what? Mm-hmm. It, it's I, I'm, I'm sure they're the most popular team in the state right now. You know, with, with everybody bowing out early, a lot of people. I mean, they just, they're fun. If I was if, if I was a uh, if I was a fan of of basketball, I like I know that my team lost, and I, I would be upset. I would have half a mind, Joe. Um, if I'm already there. Um, at, at the East Regional, I may stick around just to see what what St. Peter's does. Yeah, I mean, and this is one of those this is one of those years where I said going into the tournament. Don't get me wrong; I never want to see Louisville miss the tournament. But the caveat to it is when you get to just enjoy the tournament and just really just watch it and appreciate March Madness for what it is. It is a little freeing. You know, not having that stress, not thinking about the next round, not thinking about the next matchup, not watching, just watching the games and seeing how they play out and saying, man, the refs really blew that one. You know, you, I feel like you can give a more honest interpretation of, of how the tournament goes. 2013, when, when Louisville won the championship, uh, shout out to our man, Luke Hancock, still got that fat ass ring, don't care about a banner. Uh, <laughs> it happened. 
but 2013 was one of those years that I remember while it was happening, and then afterwards looking back and reflecting on it and saying, any other year I would have been a big Florida Gulf Coast and a big Wichita State fan, but unfortunately, that was our year. You know, unfortunately for you guys, that was our year, so I couldn't. This year, not having Louisville in the tournament, and I know for for friends of mine in blue that when Kentucky got bounced by them, they're like, well, man, how do you not cheer for them? You know, like at least make us say, well, whatever. Yeah, I mean, hey, I, I tell you what, like it's I look at these matchups, Joe. One thing that's crazy, uh, the 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 high seeds, all the high seeds are gone. We have one one seed. Left one one seed remaining. Um, that's Kansas, of course. Uh, Kansas did get it done last night in a very closely contested game uh, with the Fighting Ed Cooleys of Providence. Uh, uh, all the games were great. Like all of the games were very hotly contested and came down to just a couple of possessions in the last couple of minutes. So like it literally could have went one way or the other. But you basically have the one seed in Kansas uh, left. Uh, you have a couple of two seeds out there. You have Villanova and you have Duke. Um, and then from there on out, you have a four seed uh, in Arkansas, a five seed in Houston, an eight seed in North Carolina, and a 15 in uh, St. Peter's. Like, it's the most wide-open, crazy, schizophrenic tournament I've ever seen. Uh, you know, any and I, and truthfully, Joe, I could hear an argument for any of these teams winning, including St. Peter's. Yeah, ab- absolutely you can, and I'm really not surprised. I'm, I'm at the at the Okay, let me rephrase that. I don't know that I necessarily... Well, I guarantee you, nobody had St. Pete's. But I couldn't have necessarily picked the teams. But if you just would have told me the following seeds will will advance, I would have said, you know, I can honestly buy that this season. Because this season felt wide open all year. As we talked about, and we talked about this a week ago, going into the tournament, look, man... When when conferences appear to be down like the ACC did this year, somebody's got to get that ranking next to their name. Yeah, And there are some seasons where you can say, and I think this season was one of them, there are eight teams that are legitimately in contention for a championship. Argue amongst yourselves over who those eight are, and then 9 through 25 really doesn't matter, but we have this ceremony that we do every week called the Top 25, so <laughs> I don't know, throw darts at the wall if you want to this week. It do- point is, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And this, I mean, and there's no juggernaut this year. I mean, and that's the thing about no. it. Sometimes you have those years where you have a Kentucky that's just – way better than everybody else or you have a north carolina that's just an absolute powerhouse like you don't really have that this year all these teams have flaws 2005 yeah 2005 and uh you know everybody knew in 04 going into the 05 season when louisville made that great run to the final four everybody knew the championship game is going to be illinois north carolina we just knew that yeah, Illinois and North Carolina were head and shoulders above everybody else that season, and all people could wait for like, didn't even need to have the tournament. Just let those two teams play. Yeah, I mean, and you don't this have year, that this year. Was, no, no. I mean, who? Okay, let's be honest. Who was the team that that the heavy favorite would have been Gonzaga? 
Well, I mean, they they were the number one number one overall seed, uh, you know. So so I mean that that yeah. was the team that everybody thought, um, you know. And they went home in the round of sixteen. The best team left in the tournament, Joe, lost by thirty at home to Kentucky. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, like going into going into this weekend, how many teams? I forget there were there, going into into the games last night. There were still four teams, three or four teams that Kentucky just pounded by thirty at some point this year. Yeah, Kentucky absolutely. Fans, I, this is look. This is not me trolling. I've I've moved beyond the rivalry unless it's game week. Like it, Louisville got to win games before I can run it. Absolutely. So, I, you know, let me let me be very clear about that. I'm just speaking as a fan. Kentucky fans are sick to their stomachs right now over this because this was such an up and down season for them where you never knew what team you were getting game in and game out and they were my pick a month ago and then going into the SEC tournament I was like yeah I don't know I'm trying to sell this this BBN stock I don't I don't know you know I'm I'm out here like 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 a crypto trader trying <laughs> to trying to dump it all off last minute because they were so up and down. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the, like the I, I can go down. Uh, I mean, you can go down the line with each and every one of these teams and, and talk about huge flaws with each and every one of them. I mean, that's that's kind of the beauty of, of what's going on with this tournament this year is that you just you have no idea who or what is going to happen. Like, like it is. The, this is one of the best tournaments, and, and I really and truly do, and I mean that. Like, people may roll their oh, eyes and say up, they don't. Yes, sir. Sir, sir, I have, you think this is, can we talk about this when we come back for break? The officiating has been horrible. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get into that. Absolutely. Across the board. I'm okay They're with trying that. their damnedest to ruin this tourney. <laughs> hey, you are listening to Wake Up 502. That's Mr. Joe Kelly, joined in studio by Mr. Haven Harrington, Rashawn Myers, and we'll be back. Wake Up 502, Big X, Sports Radio 96.1 FM.
And welcome back, welcome back to Wake Up 502. Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, Joe Kelly. A little bit of old school white snake. Here I go again on my own. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, how, how rare is it that, that a song can have like two separate identities depending on your age? Because if you're old enough to remember that, that uh, music video, as soon as you hear that opening, you think of Tony Katan on the top on the hood of his car, right? Absolutely. But if you're a little bit younger and you've only seen that 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 video on YouTube, you never actually saw it just randomly pop on your television. You hear that song and you think of the movie Old School. Yeah. <laughs> my man, my man Will Ferrell talking about. I took the restrictor plate off the Red Dragon. Keep that on the low. She's not exactly street legal. <laughs> <laughs> I love Old School. Uh, no, I, I love old I school. It about a month ago, I swear to God, it holds up, man. And that's the true test of comedy. Is like twenty years later, are they still funny despite societal t- norms changing? You know, and and things that are considered funny twenty years ago, and eh, maybe they don't pass today. Um, old school holds up. Nobody's going to try to like cancel you, shut you down. Nothing. It's it's, it's a good movie. Absolutely, oh, very good. absolutely. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's uh, call in line, or excuse me, that's the Thornton's text line. The call in line three eight four fourteen fifty. We are taking your calls and texts this morning. Uh, got a bunch of stuff coming in on the text line. Uh, texter says, "Hey Rashawn, I know it's not boxing, but me watching the UFC as much as I do, uh, you'd be surprised how many of the chubby looking guys outperform the ripped up guys. Uh, a lot of chubby dudes." Uh, keep some fat on them to burn more energy uh so they don't gas out uh hey i've seen it happen you know what i'm saying like uh, that, that was one guy that i saw fight uh in a fight haven you remember that guy who was out there fighting in a onesie he oh, had he yeah. had a cat on on his <laughs> he had a cat onesie on and let me tell you something i was making fun of that dude and he was like he was a monster he was a beast you you can't say nothing if you get knocked out by a cat in a romper. I'm telling you. He was in a onesie that had a big giant kitten on it. And I was like, what on earth is this man fighting in? Let me tell you something. They didn't want them hands. <laughs> they did not. But you you know what? If I should have known better because if you're man enough to get in a ring, in a boxing ring, right. in a onesie, then, so my- yeah, it's about to be some, some problems. <laughs> My buddy said one time we were we were discussing. Do you have reoccurring dreams? He said I got a reoccurring nightmare. I'm standing in the boxing ring at the MGM, and Mike and Mike Tyson comes out wearing a Britney Spears shirt, and I just know I'm in trouble. Ah. <laughs> I was like, Man, I don't know. You should probably talk to somebody about that because there's a lot going on to, to pick apart there. But yeah. Mike Tyson in a Britney Spears shirt, that's kind of terrifying. That's very terrifying, especially when he starts to get extra, extra lispy with his talking. Then you know you're in trouble, for real. Did, did y'all see the video where, where the guy tries to approach Mike this past week, and he ends up pulling a gun on somebody else? Mike doesn't even flinch. Know. Oh, yeah, he, he didn't flinch. For 20 like, seconds, he whatever. just stands there like, what, 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 are we shooting? Are we shooting? <laughs> no? Put it away, funny man. 
I, I, I love the uh, the, Im- uh, the invitation there. That's very, very nice. Hey, we, we got actually got a call in coming in, 384-1450 on the call in line. Uh, Haven, you know this man. Well, our buddy Wayne is on the line. Wayne, Wayne how you doing this morning? I'm doing good, Haven. You and you and Sean and and, and uh, I forgot the other guy's Joe? name, Mr. Joe Kelly. Yo, the other guy works. Yeah, <laughs> hear you guys, man. You know, I, you know, I've been missing you guys. We had we had a good uh, interaction, and I'm glad I'm I'm glad I'm able to get in and holler at y'all for a minute. Absolutely. Uh, what, what I was thinking about was I'm 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 I'm, I'm looking for all the talking heads that was talking all that BS. He ain't got no experience. But I, what I wanted to point out was, out of all the coaches, there was only two coaches that were championship coaches. And if we didn't get Kenny Payne, I would have would have loved to hit Scott Drew because he's got a ring. But what they failed to realize, Kenny Payne's got two as a player and a coach. What do the other coaches have? Mm-hmm. And where are they at? Sitting on the sideline, talking all that foolishness. Yeah. But 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 in the end, the real man – came forward and, and that's what we got and I'm looking forward to to do great things and as always men all three of you guys you know you're the best and I just love you guys and I appreciate you and you know I'll be I'll be checking in periodically so you guys enjoy the rest of the day and what we always say go cards thanks guys hey I appreciate it Wayne hey I, let me tell you our something man Wayne he's been he's been with the main event slash wake up five oh two since Oh, he's a day one like ten like ten years yeah, ago. Yeah, he's a day oneer, man. He he goes all the way back. Wayne, uh, when we had our live events, when you know when we had when we were hosting karaoke down uh, at the old station, uh, he'd come down for karaoke. Wayne is a Wayne is a avid supporter of all that we do, and definitely appreciate him coming in. Hey, I ain't gonna lie to you. If if Kenny Payne was not the guy, or let's say he decided he wanted to stay with the Knicks. I don't know if I'd want anybody besides Shaheen Holloway. Like literally, like I, I hey, not, not I gonna, on that. no kidding. Like I, it, it's to see what he's done <clears throat> and see how he has that team playing. I wouldn't mind him as Louisville's head coach. I, like, and I had no thought. I had no knowledge that the young man was even coaching. I thought he was probably still playing ball over in Bucharest or something. You know, if I would have heard, yeah, man, Shaheen put up thirty last night. I mean, like Shaheen Holloway still balling. I could see that. Like, he looks like he could still get out there and play. You know, to see him, I actually saw a picture that they uh, that Timeless Sports tweets uh, put out last night uh, of Shaheen Holloway in the '96 McDonald's All American game. Uh, he uh, was uh, giving a high Kevin five to Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Buckets. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. he got the MVP of the uh, McDonald's All American game in '96, which I didn't realize. Um, but I mean, to look at him, he looks like he's still he can ball. Yeah, he's ready. He's ready to get out there like tomorrow. But I mean. You know, like, like we talked about, like that young man is going to make him a lot of money. Like I know that that Seton Hall probably thought they had this whole thing wrapped up. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I, I'm just saying. It's, I hate to make the comparison because it's going to come off lazy because <clears throat> I'm comparing him to another black coach. But the swagger, the attitude, just the I'm going to bring my ten guys and we'll play you in an alley. I don't. I don't really care. Yeah. Whatever. I got. What, what did he say about scared? Man, this is basketball. I got dudes from New York and New Jersey. We ain't scared of nothing. We scare people. Like yes, yes, coach. Yes. My goodness, yes. It reminds me a lot of Shaka at VCU. 
yeah. and just how damn fun. And if they weren't in your, on your side of the bracket, everybody was cheering for VCU during during that stretch when Shaka was there. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, I, he and he definitely it's that same energy. Um, you know, and, and VCU got on that run, and everybody was pulling for him. And, and you just uh, every time they came out there, you thought you were going to see some magic happen. And that's the way I feel with St. Peter's. Like I, I don't mean that uh, in the least as being facetious or, or not being genuine or true. I really and truly anybody that St. Pete's plays, including North Carolina, the Tar Heels, and and, and all their championships and banners and everything else. I feel like St. Peter's can go into that game and win, and, and it would not sh- shock me or surprise me at all. Like, watching how they've played, the way they beat that Murray State team and backed up beating Kentucky, the way they came out there against Purdue and was ready, I would not be shocked at all to see St. Peter's in the Final Four. Not at the all. Kentucky game, Kentucky and Purdue were incredibly impressive. The Murray State game, though, was next level yeah. as far as look at how shook Murray is. Murray's players all had, had the deer in headlights look of what is happening, how come we can't flip the switch. Like We know what they're doing, but we cannot stop it. How, they look so discombobulated in that game. Yeah. Like the, it just it was one of those things where they just St. Peter's had everything Murray wanted to do scouted and Murray could not do anything like that. They just it was like it's that's been the thing about it is seeing a team. I, you know, like I said, I, I, I am a basketball purist. I, I love the the pure X and O's of the game and to just see how they just see, you know, system, systematically just took them apart. Like, like, like yeah. Murray tried to run. Every time Murray tried to run, the Peacocks would count nothing and slow him down. Yeah, yeah. and would never let him get out and run. And, it was it was amazing. And and to to your point, Rashawn, about being an X's and O's, you know, and and just appreciating the game of basketball and and how it's broken down. For me, I like to watch coaches because I'm a firm believer in any sport. I don't care if we're playing water polo. Your team is an indication of the coach. Anywhere you go in life, the the, the staff is rep, is a representation of the management. And how many more examples do we need to see that, hey, if you give some young guys a chance, they can give you a really entertaining product. There's something about Absolutely. playing for a coach that will, like you said, he looks like he could drop 30 on a, on a Euro team. He's still in great shape. There's something about a coach, and I talked about Shocket doing the loose ball drill with his team. I'm telling Say you. Say what you will about about Coach K. He man, he hasn't been able to do that for 40 years. <laughs> Physically, the man would break a he would break a hip at this age. Hey, you see, you see Coach K get down in that stance. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hurt yourself, Coach. <laughs> hey, that's an hour in the books. That, that hour. Flew by, fellas. Like, it absolutely flew by. We only have an hour left, but we are coming back. Wake up 502. If you want to get in next, uh, 384-1450 is the call-in line. 414-1450 is the Thornton's text line if we uh, if you want to get out here uh, and be next uh, on Wake Up 502. Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, Joe Kelly. We'll be right back on the Big X Sports Radio.
y'all, this one here, goes out to all my players out there, man, you know, that got that one good girl, dawg, that's always been there, man, like, took all the bullshit, but then one day she can't take it no more and decide to leave, yeah, I woke up in the middle of the night and I noticed my girl wasn't on my side, <laughs> welcome back, <laughs> oh, love it, love it, love it. Don't that, man, that's the, I love when that happens live and you go, oops, that's the wrong version. <laughs> that's the wrong version of it. That's all right. <laughs> and that, that's why we have the we little up. thing called the dump button, Joe. <laughs> hey, man, the, I was on remote one time doing a show with uh, Chris Redman, and I'm not going to throw the producer under the bus at, at another station. I wouldn't do that. He's a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just throw him under the bus, like, Joe. Nah. <laughs> He said, "What to, he said? Uh, what uh, what song do you want played when you come back?" And I I sent him a Run the Jewels track. He did not get the edited one, man. And then he comes back <laughs> in with that bass. The bass line comes in, doom, doom, doom. And Chris Redman's bobbing his head, and LP just runs on that beat and goes, "You know, I am sick. I will punch a baby bear in his bleep." And Chris <laughs> looks at me and goes. What kind of radio are we doing, man? <laughs> I said, I don't think we're doing radio for long, Chris. <laughs> we might get a call. That is so funny. <laughs> Welcome back to Wake Up 502. Uh, Rashad Myers, Haven Harrison, Joe Kelly here, 96.1 FM. That is so funny. But like I said, you just as long as you quick on the dump button, you're good. <laughs> but that, you got that little 20-second buffer. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I shoot, I could have let it play for a little, a little, little hot second. Uh, but no, man, uh, so many things coming in. The, the the text line is jumping. We got so many texts flying in this morning. Four one four fourteen fifty. Everybody uh, is juiced and jazzed and excited about. Um, uh, you know, so many things. Got the basketball teams uh, out here uh, trying to fight for for number one. We have the ladies. Shout out to Jeff Walls and uh, uh, the the Louisville women's team. Uh, they get their their uh, Sweet 16 uh, adventure started uh, today, 4 p.m. on ESPN. Uh, that's going to be going down. Uh, so cannot wait. Uh, the, um, Haley Van List out there talking smack. <laughs> she, she, she's doing the everybody's disrespecting this, uh, which, uh, you know, I, I know that apparently uh, um, Vegas has Louisville currently as the fifth best team uh or fifth fifth most likely team to win the championship and of course Louisville being a one seed being the fifth betting favorite means that uh they have a two seed that's considered a, a stronger favorite to win the championship can anybody guess who that is what team that would be who could that be Rashawn that would be the UConn Huskies of course, because everybody kisses UConn's butt, even though Louisville beat UConn at UConn earlier this year. Uh, but, of course, the Huskies, um, being the perennial power that they are, the fighting Geno Ariamas, uh, of course, the, the money's going to come in on them. Um, so Louisville actually comes out as the fifth betting favorite. So Haley Van Lith, uh, who got an opportunity to meet with the media yesterday, uh, just basically came out and said, everybody's disrespecting us. Everybody, uh, nobody likes us because we mess up everybody's brackets. And, uh, you know, we're, we're not a traditional power. So she's definitely giving her best Rudy speech. Um, so I'll be very interested. Hashtag facts. Hey, uh, you know what I'm saying? that They're, they're going to come out and uh, take care of business against Tennessee, uh, the most hated Tennessee volunteers. Um, 
Louisville has done well against Tennessee um, the last several years. Of course, a, a power program uh, that in their heyday was one of the best in, in women's college basketball. They have taken a bit of a step back um, over the last 10, 12 years, um, but they're still a very good team. They have a couple of very, very big girls. They got, I think they have a six-post six player that starts and a six-seven kid that comes off the bench. Um, so they have a couple of really, really uh, big girls down low. Jeez, 6'7", uh, good Lord. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like yeah, right. they, they start big and get bigger <laughs> when they go to the bench. So, uh, yeah, they, they definitely have the size, but Tennessee um, definitely does not have the skill um, nor the defensive prowess that Louisville does. So I would expect that UofL um, gets it done, um, and then they'll likely be waiting uh, on probably Michigan in the Elite Eight, a team that they beat by 35 earlier this year. Um, so Louisville's looking they're, – they're sitting pretty. I, I think if they can get by Tennessee um, and, and – handle that size and their rebounding advantage down low. If they can do that, turn Tennessee over, um, I think that Louisville wins pretty easily. Uh, it'll be all about scoring and being able to put that full-court press out there because Emily Inksler, um is just a monster um, defensively. And you get her in that full-court press, um, the way she gets out in passing lanes, uh, she can make it a very, very long day. Um, so we'll have to see about that. I'm, I'm very excited uh, to see what happens with that. Th uh, Texter says on the Thornton's text line, 414-1450, it says, Saturday morning, and it seems like our fan base is conducting themselves in a mature and reasoned manner. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, I I'll agree with that in, in, in that um, – even though everybody's so ready for Kenny Payne to do something, um, which is you know why we're playing all, all of our, our lonely songs this morning, because Kenny Payne is over there at the basketball office by himself, very, very lonely, having to do everything on his own. <laughs> um, I think that um, he's being measured. And, and he said that um, at the intro introductory press conference that he wanted to get these hires right he didn't want to get them done fast. Um, he said that about the recruiting. He said that about uh, meeting with the team to figure out the roster. He said that about hiring his coaches, um, is that he's going to do everything uh, intentionally and he's going to take his time so he can get the best candidates and fill these spots. And I know everybody um, is very, very anxious to hear some news. Of course, um, one of the primary guys that Louisville's looking at as an assistant coach um, is, of course, Nolan Smith, uh, son of coaching. Derek Smith. Yeah. Uh, he was still coaching. Uh, Duke made the Elite Eight. I know, I know one of the big reasons everybody was pulling for Texas Tech to get it done versus Duke is so that um, they could go ahead and see if they could get uh, Nolan announced um, as the uh, next uh, maybe assistant or I don't think uh, uh, Nolan would be up for the associate head coach at Louisville. I don't uh, think that uh, to be the case, um, but it is possible. Um, uh, we'll have to see what happens with that, but you know what uh, uh, Joe and Haven, uh, there have been some people that said that they don't think that Nolan would take the job. Um, at the University of Louisville, that, that him and John Shire, the, the now um, coach-in-waiting at Duke, uh, that, you know, Nolan and John are good friends, and then Nolan's going to stay and be the associate head coach and all this, that, and third. I don't see that happening. Like, if you're John Shire, it's your first head coaching job. Do you really want to come in? with Like, because associate head coach is usually one of those titles that they put on some guy who's kind of like, a coach in waiting or, or you want to keep him around because, um, you know, he's good enough to have his own head coaching job and you want to maybe bump his pay up because he's a really good recruiter, um, you know, but it's kind of something that you do with an older coach to have kind of that that um, heir apparent in waiting. Josh Iyer's a young dude. Do you really want him to come in and have an associate head coach immediately? That just seems a little awkward. Yeah. 
Like you I, know, I mean, it, sa- it sounds like you. Go ahead. No, I was saying, it sounds like you just want to keep the Duke family intact. You know, as as much as possible, just keep the, the all the coach all the coach K holdovers and Shire in there, so you can quote unquote hopefully keep that train going. I mean, it just sounds like one of them things. Like it's well, it's gonna be it's both our bike, but I'm just gonna keep it at my house. Like you can't have two head coaches. If you have a dude that has his first head coaching job, but you have an associate head coach immediately, that like to me, if I'm Shire. That's taking away from me. Like, this is my first head coaching job, and it feels like I'm having to share it. Like, that just seems like that would be a hot mess just to begin with. So, I, I, other, I, I'm not buying that. Go ahead, Joe. I mean, I mean, the other thing is it's one thing to be a fan when you accept that, okay, we made this hire as a coach. But when you're talking about being on the staff, Nolan's a young dude. He's younger than we are, you know? Yeah. Uh, so... Do you really want to? Do you want to hit your wagon to John Shire? I mean, I know they're friends, I know they're boys, and all that, but this is this is this is where it becomes business. It's not personal, you know. And you have to look around the room and say, "Do you is this the guy that's gonna is is he gonna just seamlessly take over for K and everything runs smooth and Duke keeps on churning, or are they gonna have a drop off similar to North Carolina did, where they still get great talent off the off their name, but?" You know, you had Darty in between, in, in between Dean and and Roy. Yeah, yeah. I think Shire's a. I think I think Shire is gonna just fail. I'll just flat out say it. I don't. I I didn't like the hire. It was head scratching. I wasn't necessarily on. I don't care who Duke hires as long as it doesn't scare the living crap out of me. You know, and there was right. nobody out there they were talking about that I went. Oh God, I don't want to play them possibly three times a year. No, this is awful. Uh, I know Tommy Amaker. His name came up a lot. Yeah, yeah. That that was apparently who the Duke Duke uh, alumni wanted. Um, kind of the I guess their their board of directors or whatever. That was who that that was their suggestion for head coach. Yeah, and if 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 the listeners and if you guys didn't catch it, it is worth it, man. Sign up for HBO Max. Get your buddy's password. Whatever. But Monty Jones has got his got his own show on Sunday nights on HBO, and it's even better than anybody could have predicted it would be. He popped the damn trunk on Coach K last week. Popped the trunk and got the act right out on him. And, and, and exposed just everything that, that K has done over the years, which has made him sort of – he's one set of the basketball fan, you know, the college basketball fans. He represents one portion of them. Another portion of fans are kind of like, let me tell you why we hate this guy, and it ain't, and it doesn't have anything to do with basketball. He kind of pulled another Coach Kism where he, it's my understanding, he basically told the board, "Yeah, no, it's not going to be Tommy; it's going to be John." And on one hand, I can respect that because it's Kay's program; he built it. You know, I, I do think he should have a lot of say in that. But it's also just so K-like to say. And what I mean by it's so Coach K-like, even if the guy isn't, he just sets himself up to where you can speculate. and go, man, did he really undercut a black guy to tell tell people, nah, we're going to go with my white guy here (laughs) with no coaching experience. None whatsoever. Like, that's the most Duke scenario possible, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, especially that's, considering that Amaker was, you know, they always said that Amaker was like a son to Coach K, and that you know he had it had been kind of expected that time that Amaker went and left. You know, of course, he's been at Harvard for the last several years, but he coached at Michigan as well. Um, and it was kind of one of those things where he basically went on sabbatical to get all this coaching experience because it was expected that Amaker was going to take over as the head coach uh, once Coach K stepped down. Like that was the plan, literally the whole time. Right, or was it? Yeah, well, not not Coach K's plan. <laughs> Maybe Coach K is what I'm going so he can get his boy in. Yeah, it's, it's I mean it's it's crazy. And, and and what I was talking about with the it's it's very K like. People just gloss over all the BS that has come with Coach K. I'll just say it right now, man. The dude, I'm not accusing him of being a racist because that's a slippery slope, but I'm saying he has said stuff that made me go, dude, you can't say that. You cannot say that. Like what is his famous line? And we know what this coding was. This is back when folks, the good old days when they still use dog whistles, but we know what, 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 uh, what he meant when he said, well, you know, it's not a Duke's not for everybody. It takes a special student athlete to be able to play for the Duke university. <laughs> you were saying that, then you got your rear ends handed to you with a, with a lineup that looks like my cousins hanging out in the backyard. And then all of a sudden, they lowered admission standards, and they got a couple of one and duns back in the nineties before one and done was even a thing. You yeah. remember when he got just drug in the tournament, and who'd he do? He went out and brought in assassins, Corey Maggette, Elton Brand. He oh. went away from the Shane Battier, Grant Hill. Oh yeah, super athletic type. Well, I mean, after they lost to who was that that they that they lost to? I want to say it was. Um, it was 2010 because they had two years back to back. I want to say they lost maybe to to VCU and then they lost to like High Point or something. Not yeah. high, it was some it was somebody they they had back to back tournaments where they had really really bad losses. Um, you know, and Coach K was trying to do his thing. It was it was just before the 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 Nolan John Shire year that kind of saved Coach K's bacon because they were you know pretty much people were asking if if the game had passed post Coach K by and uh, you know all this and then you had that miracle run by Nolan and and John who where the whole bracket basically fell apart and I believe Kentucky or excuse me uh, Duke never had to play anybody higher than like a, a seven seed I think <laughs> that, that like, I, then, I believe like, that it I yeah I no, think that, that was that it sounds right. But, you I mean, know, they, the they didn't have to play anybody. And then after that, that's when Coach K said, basically said, look, I know that you're getting Kentucky, all these kids. Yeah, we want them. Like, after, right after the Anthony Davis year, Coach K was like, yeah, they're uh-huh. not going to keep getting all the dudes. Like, we're Duke. We right. want the dudes. And that kind of was a, the changeover to Duke had this last little, you know, one stretch of success. No, and, and the other thing that, that is sort of bizarre to me about K like, this is truly bizarre is how he was able to do the second chapter of his coaching career because right around that time period when people were saying that he loses fastball, think about think about this. What made Case so relevant on the recruiting trail? It wasn't anything at Duke basketball. It was the fact that he was coaching Team USA and he had Kobe and LeBron talking about, I didn't go to college, but if I had, I would have wanted to play for him. Yeah. Well, that's great that you can now say that in your mid to late twenties, you know, or wherever they were at, at, at that stage of their career and their life, because you're looking back on it, you know, you're seeing things a lot differently. 
All these guys talking about how they wish they had hypothetically played for Coach K meant more on the recruiting trail than anything his former players were saying. That, to me, is is it's just insane. That's a good point. Because you're right. You're right. We were talking about has it passed him up, and then he got the two greatest recruiters a college basketball coach has ever had. He had Kobe and LeBron. Yeah, I mean, even Nike started putting Coach K's. Uh, uh, do you remember those those commercials where they they had basically Coach K giving a recruiting pitch, and Nike basically helped them start recruiting over like national television. Like it, it was it, that that whole era is when you know everything kind of changed. It was crazy, and everybody. I remember there were so many coaches upset. And I forgot off. about those Nike commercials. You remember those yeah. Nike commercials? I remember yeah. those because he was coaching. He was like, my philosophy <laughs> yeah. is, is a black and white commercial. And my philosophy yeah, is Yeah, yeah. Everybody was all pissed off yeah. because they're like, how are y'all helping Coach K recruit? That's a recruiting advantage that you know none of us have. And they were basically just politicking for Duke basketball for about eight years. <laughs> it was... <laughs> it was in, it, it was insanity. It was insanity. Yeah, I mean, it, so needless to say, I think Joe says all that to say that he would not be upset if at eight forty nine tonight on TBS, if Arkansas went ahead and put Duke on to sleep. Uh, I, <laughs> I feel I feel like that that is absolutely where we're at. It's gonna be I, and there's gonna be both of these games tonight. Yeah, you, you have the uh, the uh, game before that is you know the kind of the preemptive strike. Uh, you have Houston taking on Villanova, uh, mm. which I think is gonna be just Villanova is a team that nobody's talking about, man, and, and they are just churning out wins. And Jay Wright once again. It's like nobody ever talks about Villanova until like they get to <laughs> and the then they're in the Final game. Four, right? They're like, how did he get here? <laughs> Who are these guys? Yeah, like he's so winning with a bunch the, of dudes that are just I right and just killing people. All the hype that Gonzaga gets year in and year out, man. Push your chips over to Villanova. Nova just does it, and you, and they're always a team that I say, who's their starting lineup? Never heard of any of these guys. Yeah, none of them didn't hear about them during recruiting. Haven't heard about a thirty-point night. Nothing. Oh crap! They're they're a typical Jay Wright team. They're a sum of all parts. Yep, they're gonna get theirs and play nasty defense along the way. I mean, that, when I look at these guys, Joe, like all these teams are just really excellent defensive, grimy teams. Like Duke's kind of the only. Well, I mean, to to a, a lesser extent, like Duke, you have Duke and Kansas, who are definitely have more of the. Okay, we just have better dudes than you all. Like you have a, a, a Baji uh, for Kansas, and you have Paolo Bancharo um, for Duke. You know, those two teams are more of what you would consider to be pretty teams, you know, that they have just like the better guys um, talent wise. But all the rest of the teams, I mean, I guess to a lesser extent, North Carolina, even though even North Carolina is more of a a grit and grind type of team Um, outside of those two. Basically, you just got, you know, six pit fighters. You know what I'm saying? That are just in there. We're going to make it ugly. We're going to muck it up. We're going to just, uh, you know, make you get in there and see if you can handle the body blows and see who wins. And, like, while uh, stylistically, I know that maybe the, the television people don't necessarily like that. They want to have your, your your Zion Williamson's and you want to have your uh, Ben Simmons's, you know, the, your elite draft guys that you know that you know make for great highlights you know you know you you want the right you you want the home grins out there you want the Jaden Ivies you want all these uh elite draft picks but this isn't the year for it this year is all about like this is the definitely a season where it's about the coaches 
It's about the coaches. I mean, Jim Laranega, uh, you know, of course, we remember the run that he made with George Mason. Uh, when George Mason made that Final Four. Um, you know, and, and, I mean, he looks like he's going to do it um, possibly again. I mean, you got Miami, Kansas on Sunday. Um, that's gonna not that's not going to be an easy game, of course, for Miami. But I think Miami has the better guards. I think Miami has better guards than Kansas. Um, and, and same thing with that, that St. Peter's, North Carolina game. I, You know, for whatever reason, I think that St. Peter's has better guards than North Carolina. They're more consistent. They're better defensively. They play smarter. And this is a guards game. I mean, you know, if Caleb Love doesn't go half man, half amazing, and just basically black out and, and go for damn near thirty, <laughs> you know, the North Carolina's sitting at home. Uh, you know, so yeah, I, man, don't don't sleep on my boy that uh, got the beat ups. NIL deal. Yeah. Yeah. Edder's got the B Dubs deal. It is a ma- I mean, it isn't amazing. Like at the start of this, um at the start of this tournament, nobody knew who, who Zach Edder was. And now the dude has like a humongous NIL deal <laughs> with Buffalo Wild Wings. Like uh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? This it's everybody, crazy. Everybody I love it though. Checks. I love it though. Everybody's cashing. I checks, think it's man. so good. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is – you know my, you know what I'm angry about with the NIL? My only complaint about it? Why the hell do I have to wait 39 years for this? <laughs> this is fun, damn it. Yeah. I love seeing, like, what player – you know, and now we get to play the hypothetical. It's sort of like what dead celebrity would have been amazing on Twitter. What would have been some of the, the best, you know, NIL deals in college oh, for man. your school? Everyone. You know, I mean – we know Russ Smith would have had the hookup at Waffle House. <laughs> that would have been that would have been a given. Oh, but well, you take it way back. Can you imagine the NIL deal for five slamming jammer back in the day? Oh my gosh! Oh, I was for God. whatever reason I don't know why, but just like a commercial with Tony Kimbrough rapping with some converses on. For I don't even know why that came into my head, but I could definitely see on a Breaking Bob commercials. <laughs> <laughs> like Tom Kimbrough and, and, and Bob Montgomery out there rapping, talking about some cars, man. <laughs> I can see it. I needed, I needed Troy Jackson, <laughs> Papa John's Pizza, and then in the background, the coaching staff just shaking their heads. No, <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I, there's so many that there's so many athletes that I would have loved. To, oh, to see Dr. Duncanstein, good lord. Oh, man. How many NIL deals would he would have signed? Oh, come on. Absolutely. Oh, he, he would have been pushing he everything. Stayed, man, he would have stayed in college like for the full ride just because compared to what you could make in the NBA. Like, uh, I might be taking a pay hit. I'm selling a lot of T-shirts down here. Folks in Louisville buy all the shirts. Yeah. Yeah. And would Pony be relevant with NIL deals? <laughs> Ooh. Hey. I mean, it is so it is so interesting to see the way that these things are going and the way these things are developing. Like we heard um, this week, uh, you know, for folks that uh, may not have been paying attention, but um, of course, uh, Mike Rutherford, who uh, brings to you the Mike Rutherford show every uh, weekday um, from three to six here on the Big X Sports Radio, um, he he talked about it. The fact that Sidney Curry um, has been approached by several teams that are basically pushing NIL deals as a means to try to talk him into transferring from Louisville to their school. And, and you know, that's kind of where we're at, you know, in college athletics where literally they, they are just calling and basically just offering above board now. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where, hey, man, we can get you X amount of dollars. We got these deals ready to go for you if you want to leave Louisville. 
um, you know, and come our way. Of course, um, Sydney has a, a a very nice deal with T-shirt hooligans. He's got, um, of course, his. Uh, uh, Sydney t-shirts there he has his own branded logo with those guys um, they just announced that uh, he and JJ trainer are going to have um, a camp uh, where those proceeds are going to go um, to Sydney and JJ um, so I mean so awesome this awesome it's awesome <laughs> like this is what that this is, is what we need that's amazing man I would well, you know what you know what I mean <sighs> Joe is so right we had this back in the day oh my <laughs> gosh I'm just I'm just see not Darn you, Joe! You got me like even just our football thinking. team would still be our our football team in Miami would still be relevant. <laughs> we wouldn't have had to cheat. Oh. We could have done it all on the. Never Shapiro would have had a, a professional football team, Joe. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine like a British yes, knight? Sir. Imagine oh they said like the British knight and troop endorsements <laughs> back in the nineties or troop jogging Some suits dude. for the whole the team. Oh gosh! Oh. Some dude is, is just sitting on, on a whole storage unit full of L.A. gear saying, man, why didn't y'all do this sooner? <laughs> oh, the Miami Hurricanes team would have literally been pushing uh, fur coats. Like, oh, got, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in Miami. In Miami. <laughs> fur coats in Miami yep. for everybody. The Cuban links. <laughs> no, man, the best, the best about, the, about those Miami teams, and it's hard to just pick one. But when Michael Irvin said, we used to show up to the club when we were 19 and they would let us in but not let the Dolphins in because they suck. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hey, you listen to Wake Up 502. One more break coming at you before we get out of here at the top of the hour. Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, Joe Kelly. We'll be back on Big X Sports Radio. Welcome back. Welcome back to Wake Up 502. Yeah. <laughs> <Casey> Lick. <laughs> of course, all my nerds out there knows exactly what that is. 
theme song to one of my favorite shows all time, The Highlander. I watched that last night, sir. Did you? Did you? I swear. I swear. <laughs> and I was sitting here. I, when that song, when the, every time that song comes on, I'm like, man, <laughs> kids today don't understand how awesome it was when a soundtrack accompanied a movie. Oh, absolutely. And it was like just as big a deal. Because the only one recently that I can think of would be Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. No, no, no. Legit. <laughs> having Queen do the having Queen do the entire soundtrack. And also that movie's got the greatest line that the the uh highly decorated thespian Sean Connery has ever said on film. Oh absolutely. He walks up with that thick Scottish accent and goes, Hello there, I'm the Spaniard. <laughs> what? It's like hold on. <laughs> and then he's and then he starts talking about how he learned to use his katana in Egypt, in Cairo. And I'm like, man, the writers of this movie do not know world geography for nothing. At all. They're just like, okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Cairo, Scotland, Spain. Spain. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs accuracy? Scottish. <laughs> the Spaniard. <laughs> of course you are clearly that is hilarious hey but no man highlander of course there can be only one is is their signature catchphrase i loved highlander growing up all of them the kurgan you know what i'm saying uh, uh you know all of the mcclouds duncan mcleod connor mcleod i was absolutely a highlander nerd man i loved it you know man, what i'm saying but but as an adult, have you ever gone back and just seen how awful Highlander 2 is? Like, oh, it's gosh. one of the lowest rated movies ever. Highlander and 2 was rough. Even It was rough. It was, it was like Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Like, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 was like the one that just didn't go with anything. It was horrible. That was kind of like Highlander 2. It was just like, what's happening right now? I, dude, <laughs> Highlander 2, I swear to God, is two separate movies put in a blender. <laughs> <laughs> it goes from... It goes from we're immortal to we're aliens. It was very weird. What? Yeah, it was really weird. Like, yeah, Highlander two was 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 awful. I even put up with that Mario Van Peebles uh, Highlander three. You know that one. Yeah, oh, I forgot about that. One. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I, I've been I've been telling folks for a long time. There is a series of '80s movies that really, really, really need a reboot. And let somebody like James Gunn, the dude that did Peacemaker and the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, let oh, yes. him reboot RoboCop. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. And and the Highlander series is one of those, like, I feel like this story is impossible to screw up, yet you all keep screwing it up. It takes talent. To do I that. would love to see a re- reboot of Highlander. And and, and give me, uh, what what's the guy's name? Um uh, the, who played Superman? Uh, um, Henry Cavill. Yes, oh, give me Cavill. Henry Cavill is like Ooh. Duncan McLeod. Like, I'm yeah, man. I'm here money. for that. I'll make popcorn. <laughs> I'll popcorn I, 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 I'm, I'm here for that. <laughs> we can go ahead and replace that whole joint. This is absolutely a summer show topic. <laughs> Give me Henry Cavill on there. I don't know if he'd be Duncan or if he'd be Connor McLeod, but give me that whole, you know. Yeah, I think you could do Highlander really well now. You know, like back back in the day when you had the che- cheesy '80s effects. You know, 
There's only so yeah. much you can do. But they did a good job with it. But, like, now? Oh, yeah. But, you see, I, I don't know because, like, it's almost like, like the reboot of RoboCop they had a couple of years ago. Uh, oh, yes. Well. You know, where they try like, to reboot with all the high-tech stuff. It's like, man, the graphics look so much better, but they just lose out on the plot because they all try to go, like, straight action all the time. But Real like, Talk Haven, hey, was, was RoboCop ever really a good movie, though? Yes, it was. Was it? Yes. Yes. Like I don't I don't know. Yes. The original hey. Robocop is a good movie. It was cheese it was cheese ball. Like that was that that, that movie Dude, from the was beginning X-rated was cheese. violence. What are you talking about? <laughs> it was violent, but I mean what I'm saying was was it ever really a good movie? Yes, it was a very good movie. Mm. I don't know. Robocop mm. was awesome, like Star yeah. Murphy, it's you. <laughs> I don't See, know. See man, Robocop falls in there with like the category outside the original Predator movie where I'm like, man, how do they keep making terrible predators? Like Predator is such an easy concept to not screw up, yet here we are. Eight <laughs> installments deep into it going, man, y'all just keep on reinventing the wheel of stupid, I see. <laughs> no, the worst was when they had Danny Glover in there, when the Predator was like in Los Angeles. Oh, God. Oh, um, when he was when he was rocking that full on ninety style, you know, baggy uh, dress clothes. Yeah, the detective with the with the over the top nineties gun with a huge scope on it. Like, what do you have? Like a forty five with a forty five with a sniper scope on it? <laughs> yeah, like what is that? Oh gosh, that's funny. That is very and well done. Like, and then they said, "Well, this isn't over top enough. So let's get Gary Busey in the mix." <laughs> yeah, forty-five with a, a, a scope and a and a laser pointer on it. Yes, that's just oh gosh, the nineties. And and you know what? You know what's the best part of all of it? <laughs> hey, kids! None of us rejected this notion at the time. We were all just like, "Damn, man, Danny got a big gun." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that that's just that I I forgot all about that. That is hilarious. Yes, he had a scope, a rifle scope on a handgun. Oh gosh, <laughs> it was worse than that. You know, they <laughs> made like up to six RoboCops. Yeah, no, they, they, they made several of them. And I, they, they I were watched like that. three of them like on Amazon Prime, and I'm like, oh my god, this is like, this is horrible. I know they had one where he could fly, yeah. like where RoboCop had like There's- wings. Yeah, there's one series on Amazon where I'm guessing they smashed this in between. Remember back in the day on Fox when it wasn't football season, so they would play like Xena Warrior Princess and uh, <laughs> Young Hercules and yes. all that, and like the Highlander TV show. Like, I feel like that's exactly where that RoboCop show went. They just snugged it in between the two of them, or it was on USA after Lorenzo Lamas. <laughs> like, well, you know, anything crazy, like they just stuck on L. Ray Network, uh, which I always love L. Ray Network. Uh, uh, Robert Rodriguez, uh, the great um, uh, producer, director. Um, it's his radio. I mean, it's his, it's his television channel, but he he plays like every like B side movie, <laughs> every cheesy reboot, movie. every kung fu movie. <laughs> he has like all the cheesy shows on there. It's hilarious. It, but it's it's great, man. It's like he went to a swap meet with a budget. Yes, <laughs> you know, and about the VHS. Well, it's kind of like one of those things because you know they, they always talk about you know we bought this person's uh, uh, Rolodex of songs, or we bought this person's group of movies. <laughs> right. Well, there's all like Robert Rodriguez went and just bought got all the movies that nobody really is doing anything with. He's like, hey, who? You, you, what are you doing with all those uh, dusty tapes in the corner? 
I'll take them all. The guy went to a Walmart dollar uh, DVD bin. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it just went crazy. I'll take it all. (laughs) I I just feel like at some point there was a programming meeting, and he was like, look, I was getting lined up at the shop the other day, and a dude came in and offered me, he told me five bucks, and I could have the whole pillow sack full of VHS. That's (laughs) what we're going to play this month. It's like, when did Godzilla fight Ultraman? <laughs> oh, that'd be an awesome movie to put on the network. It's like, what? It's like, what's happening? It's just, yes. <laughs> just the most ridiculous movie. It's like, I didn't even know this was a movie. It's like, what is happening? Robert Rodriguez puts all of them. He just embraces the cheesiness of like old movies just fully. It's hilarious. And and dubbed kung fu flicks. And I love them for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you if you, you can get actually uh, if you have if you have a Roku television, L Ray Network is literally on the Roku TV channel. So you can anybody who has a Roku, you can watch it for free. So go watch some cheesy uh scary movies and some cheesy uh, uh kung fu shows on us. Uh, and you can just tell them to wake up 502 sent you. <laughs> but but fellas, um before we get out of here, I guess we'd be apropos if we didn't talk about, um, you know, the the, the next steps um, for, uh, of course, the uh, University of Louisville, they're still waiting on, on their coaches. Um, I don't expect anything to happen uh, before now. I don't expect to hear anything about the basketball team in general. Um, I, I don't think any of that stuff's going to happen until probably the coaches conference at the final four. Uh, would, would you all agree with that? Like, I, I don't yeah. think we'll hear anything. That sounds about right. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of like the fact though that, I mean, I know, I know this is more tur- torture for uh, the fan base. You know, they want, come on, give us something, give us something. Yeah, but I kind of like the fact that he's able to, he's able to take his time and kind of piece this thing together. We got our big spectacle on opening day of the of the tournament. You know, Louisville fans got got the the announcement was made, so we got to actually celebrate good news for basketball on on tip off of March Madness, even though we weren't in it. And then Kentucky lost. Um, n- now, you know, our friend Bob likes to say, let the, let the cake bake. I, I prefer saying, let the brisket do its thing. <laughs> you know, let the man cook. It's, he's making barbecue, man. It's a slow cook. We're not, we're not grilling. We're, we're slow smoking. Absolutely. No, yeah. I I agree I'm, with you. I, I think that we did hear some new, some news though, Joe. We did hear um this is like the first news of of Louisville uh doing anything out in the public eye. It, it was announced that um uh that Kenny Payne has reached out to Sky Clark, uh the um recent Kentucky decommit uh point guard, uh top 25 player, um uh, one of the top point guards uh, in the class of 2022. Um so th- we did get that news out there. Um so it is at least yeah. out there official on paper. So you know, hey, Scott. Uh, the text I've been getting, I have not had text messages like this from from my my Kentucky friends in a long time, and it feels good. Because, Absolutely. You know, I just I, I just replied to all of them. the the only response I've been giving them. If any of them are listening, you know, you got it too. Ain't no fun when the rabbits got a gun. That's I've it. been eating good in the, in the field for a while now, and it, it's time for us to get out there and do some hunting. Oh, it's about that time. It's about it's about that time, and things are changing. Like I, I told Mike when I was on the show with him co-hosting last week that you could have not told me that from the previous Saturday prior to Kenny Payne being hired and prior, prior to the start of the NCAA tournament that Louisville fans and Kentucky fans, Louisville fans would feel better about their program than Kentucky fans do. 
considering Kentucky was a two seed heading into the tournament, looking like they had an opportunity to make another Final Four uh, and have an outside shot to win a championship. Louisville being, uh, you know, losing Chris Mack, uh, kind of being a rudderless ship. To fast forward to that Friday and have Kentucky fans mm-hmm. completely and thoroughly pissed off about a first-round flameout, losing to St. Peter's, Louisville fans over the moon excited uh, for Kenny Payne. Uh, he killed his press conference. And as we sat there that day, Friday afternoon, I really and truly felt it that Louisville fans were more excited about their program than Kentucky fans were. Seven days. Difference. Oh, absolutely. And and just because, you know, let's not forget the petty side of it. There is a rivalry that we get to partake in. My buddies have all, man, they screwed up. You know, You know, one thing you learn as a young man in life, Never let the sharks know you're bleeding. Don't let people know that this insult gets under your skin. Because what are they going to do? That's your new name. Oh, yeah. For the rest of your life, this is what you're known as around us. Man, they've all told me, I don't know why it, it bothers me so much, but I hate that Kenny Payne won those games. Yeah. So, I might be that might be my new email signature. Hey, Louisville fans <laughs> hated L's down, and like L's down became like infamous after everything that happened with uh, with Satterfield uh, trying to confront, um, you know, Stoops about it, and that kind of made that immortalized. Mm-hmm. I feel like Kenny Payne won those games was like something that was an annoyance, but after UK lost to St. Peter's, now like that whole Kenny Payne won those things has has like <laughs> gone to like it's going to be there forever now. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and also, I, I think it's got some of them thinking and wondering. Man, did he really? It, I mean, did, did he really? Yeah, I, I'm telling you, like, it's literally taken on a life of its own after. Like, it was the worst-case scenario for Kentucky fans. Uh, to have that happen the way it went down, and I'm absolutely here for it. Uh, uh, I wonder if this is like a Denny Crum, <laughs> Wade Houston type of deal. I don't know. Because you know, Denny's was never the same once Wade That's a good left. point. That's a good point. I mean, it, right. you know, absolutely. Like, after Wade left, there was definitely a line of delineation where the Cardinal program took a stark downward trend after that. And they still had some good teams. And, uh, you know, you still had Wheat and you had th- those teams. But it was definitely never the same after Wade left. And, I, I Haven, that's a very good point. I mean, you, you, they could be uh, doing a similar kind of downward spiral because, you know, UK was not terrible. Um, after uh, Kenny left, but it definitely has been different. Um, so, hey, we'll, we'll see. But uh, we do actually have uh, a text in uh, 414-1450 Thornton's text line. Um, text says, main event in Haven. Uh, of course, this is Wake Up 502, sir. You're going to text it. You're going to give us the right name. This ain't main event. <laughs> but he says, uh, give a brother a shout out. It's my birthday. This is Sean Dre, the, chi- the tribal chief. So, Sean. Dre! Big shout out. Happy birthday, my brother. You know what I'm saying? I would play the birthday song if I had a cue, but I ain't got a cue, so we'll just uh, give you a happy birthday shout out, man. Glad you're listening this morning. That's what's up. Absolutely. Yeah. It's always a good birthday when it falls on a Saturday, too. Yeah, you so, better I mean, believe it. Live it up, that. my man. Got to get it in. Take the, take the whole weekend. <laughs> you got a little March Madness. You know? Hey, man, that's a good birthday. Always, always. Uh, we also have a texter uh, texting in uh, on the uh, the line says the argument that Cal hasn't been a one seed since 2015, while obviously true, feels a bit disingenuous when they've been a two seed three times and probably would have been a two or three in 2020. Oh um, no, I mean, and that's what we kind of talked about. Like Louisville was still Louisville after Wade left. 
Um, but I just think that it's just it they've been the less than. Yeah. It, it's, it's not been the same. And they've basically, every tournament that they've played in, they've lost to a lower-rated seed, I believe, in all of those tournaments. Like, I don't think a, a higher seed, um, like, it's always been what you would consider an upset, um, you know, where the team that beat Kentucky was not as good as the Kentucky team that they put on the court. Um, you know, and, and I think that's what you have started to get into um, is that a Kentucky's recruiting has taken a, a drop off, but now they're also losing games to teams that you feel like they should beat. Um, you know, so I mean that, that there is a, I think there's definitely something there. I'm definitely not gonna um, try to go overboard like some people have saying that you know Louisville's now replaced Kentucky as the 10 you know like I've seen like all these decommitments and everybody thinks that every player that's decommitted from a school anywhere is all coming to Louisville <laughs> you know like and that, right. you know Kenny Payne's gonna have the greatest team of all time you know like um <laughs> I, I just I think that everybody needs to pump the brakes on that. Louisville's not going to get every kid, uh, okay? Like they only have thirteen scholarships available, um, and, and you know on top of that, there's still relationships still to be made. Adidas. We still wear Adidas, we still so I mean, wear Adidas. but you know what? The NIL is going to help with that. Um, Adidas, of course, did come out this week. It may actually be a good thing that Louisville's wearing Adidas right now because Adidas made was the first national brand to announce a specific NIL deal with all their athletes that play at Adidas schools, where they basically said that um, if you are a, a athlete on scholarship at an Adidas school, you have the opportunity to be a, an Adidas branded uh, person. For Adidas, so which means that you know that that you can go out there. That means uh, commercials, um, you know, maybe shoe deals, um, you know. So they, they are the kind of the first major brand um, of any type to announce a national NIL deal. So I mean, that's something that if if you're a Louisville fan, um, that's something that they should perk your ears up because with Adidas coming out and making that announcement, they jumped ahead of Nike, they jumped ahead of Coca Cola, Pepsi, and anybody else that may be wanting to sponsor some of these collegiate athletes and announcing that they can get this done. Now, what that looks like, we have no idea. Like right now, NIL is still the wild, wild west, um, but that's definitely a feather in the cap that you would think that, you know, Kenny Payne can say, hey, if you come to Louisville, uh, you know, Adidas is working with athletes directly now. So if you want maybe your own Sky Clark shoe, Start working on them them Sky Sky Adidas's. You know, they have Jordan Air. Maybe they can have Adidas Skies, you know. I mean, you just never know. But, I mean, that's something that's a, that's a recruiting pitch. That you can give now, and I think that's huge. Um, so you know, we'll have to see uh, what happens with that. Uh, Sean did actually also just text in. Uh, he said, "So basically, what you're saying, Wade Houston won those games when he was with Denny." <laughs> 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 hey, hey. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I mean, hey, but you know, arguably, it, it was definitely different. And, and I do know that if Allen would have came to Louisville, I, I feel like Louisville would have another banner up there in them rafters. Oh, easily oh, right God, now, man. man. <laughs> Yeah. Alan Houston is the reason I'm a, I'm still a suffering Knicks fan because I'm oh man he should have been a card absolutely absolutely I mean he wasted his time down there at Tennessee Tennessee just hired Wade basically to to have rent his son for four years and then Wade got his walking papers yeah, <laughs> yeah such is Pretty life much. but that's all right because you know what Lil was trying to do the same thing now that's why uh, we're gonna welcome back Milt Wagner with open arms in some capacity at the University of Louisville in hopes that DJ Wagner will follow Grandpa uh, to to the city. Um, you know, it, it's looking like that's shaping up to be a, an absolute fight 
uh, Kentucky sent full staff uh, to go after and see DJ this past week. So um, I, I don't think they're going to let him go easy, fellas. Um, but, you know, I mean, it, it, we, we will see what happens. Uh, just uh, y'all's quick thoughts um, on the um, Elite Eight Kansas-Miami. Who, who wins that one? I don't like Kansas. I'm going uh, I'm going. I'm going Kansas just because this is one of those Kansas teams that doesn't impress me. Yeah. And those are the years that Kansas always makes a run. I am hoping. It's not the year that I ever look at them and go, they're scary. No, I agree no. with you. I agree with you. No, I I think that Kansas is going to have a shot. Give me Miami. I, I think Miami finds a way to get it done. Uh, St. Peter's, North Carolina? Go St. Peter's. Go hey. Peacock. Go, go Peacocks. Peacocks. I agree with you. Let's go Peacocks, man. Let's let's watch Shaheen get it done. Uh, the, the other two games, fellas, we have, of course, uh, today's matchups. Houston-Villanova? Houston. I'm taking Houston. Houston. I'm taking Houston as well. Arkansas-Duke? I want Arkansas to win so don't like Duke. I really, as much as I, I want to watch Coach K get beat, I also think this Arkansas team is better. They play defense that, that is just locked down when they want to. I'm going Woo Pig Zooey. I'll take the Hogs as well. Uh, so that, there you have it. Um, the, 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 the thoughts of Wake Up 502. Fellas, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for everybody t- tweeting, uh, texting in. Uh, this is Rashawn Myers for Haven Harrington and Joe Kelly. And we out. Wake Up 502.